Hey guys, this is Courtney Cole and you're listening to the Love Freak Podcast. If you're loving this healing journey that we're on together through this podcast, be sure to check out my latest EP, Earthquake, which is all about my own personal healing journey that led me to doing this very podcast. You can check it out on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, or basically anywhere you love listening to music. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you're continuing to align with love and that you're creating some beautiful, beautiful things. Remember the passion you felt doing that particular thing you always loved to do when you were a kid? Whether it was to laugh or to love or to explore, to play or create. Those passions weren't just you being a kid. They were gifts of clarity. They're the desires of your heart authentically expressed. Hi, I'm Courtney Cole, and this is the Love Freak Podcast, where we remember who we really are and what we've come to this planet to create. It's here we make a choice, love or fear. It's here we choose to vibrationally realign ourselves with the truth of our essence, love, 528 hertz, the love frequency, which therefore allows us to realign with conscious healing, authenticity, and creativity. Don't freak out. This is your true nature. Hey, Love Freaks. Welcome to the Love Freak Podcast. I'm Courtney Cole, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so happy that you're here, and I'm happy to be back with you after a week off last week. You know, we spend a lot of time tuning into everything in this outer world that sometimes it's just nice to tune into ourselves and to that divine source energy and listen to what we need and and how we can move forward in this life. It's just refreshing, right? Um, But it's so good to be here chatting with you again and learning with you and expanding with you and realigning with you. It's just always such a joy. Um, Today, I'm chatting with a fellow artist friend of mine, Miss Chloe Caroline. And as you know, I love bringing other creators of different types on this show because I feel like there's such a stereotype that we put on creators and creativity and we forget that we're all creating in this experience with what we allow with what we choose, and how we let ourselves show up authentically in this life. Um, but listening to the the stereotypical creatives, I think it helps us to understand ourselves a little bit better as creators. It helps us to see that we're all similar and that we're all experiencing the same creative blocks and struggles that keep us from showing up authentically in this life. Um, so I'm really excited to chat with Chloe today. She's an incredible singer-songwriter and she just released a song last Friday called Ready. ready and she's telling her story of of self-discovery after someone in the industry told her that she wasn't ready for the success that she's been working for her whole life 
And I guarantee you that if you're not a singer songwriter or in the music industry at all, that Chloe will make you feel like you're not alone. Um, I relate to her story so much. I know you will too. We talk about reclaiming our power. We talk about the art of letting go and learning to receive and ultimately deciding for ourselves our readiness in this life. So let's tune in. Chloe, my friend, it's so good to see you. It's so good to see you too. Good morning. Oh, good morning. It's hilarious because we're right down the street from each other. It's kind of weird, huh? <laughs> it is super weird. Chloe and I, we go on walks quite often together down to the mm-hmm. beach. But mm-hmm. because of our the audio situation, everything is just easier to do it this way. So, yeah. and we'd probably get distracted. We'd be we'd get distracted. We'd start doing something else. Or this knows. whole recording probably would take uh, five hours because yeah. we would do all the other things, the things. instead of this. <laughs> yeah, amen. But Chloe's one of my best friends, and yeah. she's so talented. So it's so neat to be able to talk to her about her new single that she just released, which we're gonna do here in a second. But before we do that, I kind of want to let you guys know a little bit of how Chloe and I met. It's such a weird story. It's it's weird. (laughs) It's it's a universe thing. That's I got to say. It it really is actually because so I had an internship at at Black River Entertainment. This was years and years and years ago in Nashville. Mm -hmm. Um, They signed me my first publishing deal. That was a whole thing. And then when I ended up leaving that company, you came in as the same exact intern. Yes. I had no idea. I actually came back to visit and you Mm -hmm. were there and I don't even really, I remember someone being in the room, but I don't really remember much of how, who that was or how that went down. Like it's very, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whatever. Then I moved to LA and you somehow found out about it and you're like, Hey, I actually live around the corner from you. Yes. Yes. Well, I found out about it through Tranny, which is our mutual songwriter friend. Yes. Um, and yeah, that's, that's exactly how, but it was the craziest thing. I remember, yeah, we were listening to your, your demos in the office that one day when, when you came to visit and I was an intern and I was like, this girl's so good. That's <laughs> so funny. Like, and, yeah. then, and, and then, and then it totally are. came full circle and yeah, here we are. Now you're one of my best friends yes. and we had the same internship and didn't even really honestly, the weirdest thing. It's so weird. <laughs> Crazy. But you grew up originally in mm-hmm. Manhattan beach. Right. Yeah, I did. I did. So I, I grew, grew up here, born and raised, you know, loved, loved it, lived it. And then when I was 18, moved to Nashville. Got it. And you were pursuing country music. Um, originally it was, it was one of those things where I didn't, I didn't necessarily define it. I think I always loved like listening to like a bunch of different styles of music, but I think because one, I was blonde and one had an acoustic guitar and told stories. It was like, (laughs) she's country. And you know, and I do have like a little like yodely thing in my voice. I don't know where it comes from, but it's there. So I think, so, you know, at first it definitely was like, Oh, it was easy to fall into. And, and I was like, I don't really know, but sure. I'll go with it. But like, let's call it California country. So I kind of like ran with that 
for a little bit. Um, <laughs> I think I, I think that we because we, I started in that genre, too. And I think mm-hmm. that it's um, it feels very like like home. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Manhattan Beach is more yeah. of a, a smaller community and you're sure. kind of living, you know, that very simple life and just yeah. you know, that beach life, whatever. Mm-hmm. For me, I came from south louisiana very small town too and i think country when you're telling those stories like everything you're connected to it you're relating to everything in your little small town it's just sure. it's easy to write songs like that and to fall yeah. into that category yeah absolutely. but i never was country and i feel like you really never were either <laughs> no no never i think it was just totally like storytelling yeah. it was like the storytelling and then the aspect of like wanting to have some organic quality exactly. to the music yeah exactly <laughs> and those roots I think like for me it was just having this like mixture of these other genres or influences I suppose yeah and and that's what it is too I I personally hate the whole genre thing um because I just don't like the boxes and if no nope. we'll if do you listen this. to this podcast <laughs> and anybody who knows this podcast or whatever knows I talk about that a lot like I don't mm-hmm. like these boxes that we let ourselves live in and so it's like yeah I am a country artist and yeah I'm a pop artist and yeah I'm an indie artist because yeah. all of those things kind of come together and make up who yeah. I am as an artist and who absolutely. absolutely we live in the time of Spotify and Apple yeah. music where it's like it's not just oh I'm listening to country radio sure. oh I'm listening to pop we're listening to everything, everything. And it all, once again, I mean, as you know, as a songwriter, like it all comes down to the the song. (laughs) I mean, a good song can be done so many different ways. And, and then the, the beauty of being an artist is getting to like, put your little magical spin on it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Make it your own, make your own sound. So and such is life, right? Such and is such is how we are in our expression too. <laughs> exactly. But you've spent a lot of time now writing and releasing music. When did that all start? That was probably a very early age, I'm sure. Yeah. So I started writing songs when I was six. Um, I had learned how to play the piano a little bit, at least um, at the time. And that's kind of, yeah, that's where I wrote my first song. And then kind of after that was always just like making up melodies in my head. And then I always at the same time loved creative writing, um, poetry, writing stories. I would like write these like little mini novels. Um, like I just loved like the, you know, using my imagination and creativity um, and how words could come to life. And then when I was 11, um, I got really sick and, um, had to leave school and, you know, was alone a lot because of that in and out of the hospital. It was, it was a really tough time. And music was something that I was just naturally drawn to because it made me feel good. It made me feel like I could express myself. Like it was kind of like a friend to me and it, it was a medicine to me too. And uh, it really kind of began there. I taught myself guitar around that time as well. And uh, that was kind of just another vehicle for me to turn these like thoughts into songs and these Mm. melodies that were inside, make them an actual full song. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so that's where it began. And then um, started posting some stuff on, I got got a Facebook page in like, I think it was eighth grade and started posting some videos of like my original songs on there. (laughs) And I would go to school and my friends would 
you're like, oh my gosh, I really, you know, I really liked your song. Like I really related to it. And I was like, oh really? Like, that's cool. This like, is a thing? Just, yeah, cool. it's a thing. Like I was like, at first it was really just like doing it once again, like for me. Um, and then realizing that like people could relate to it kind of like opened my eyes up to like this whole other like side of it, I guess. Mm, yeah. And, um, and so I recorded some demos when I was 17. Um, I don't know, maybe 16 or 17 when I was in like the middle of high school. And then after that, I ended up going to Nashville. Nice. Mm-hmm. So long time, basically. Long time. Yes. You've so like been, really wrap up, been circle back. this together for a while. Long time. And, My whole life. And, and you just released a song on April 2nd. That was yeah. Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, called Ready. And it's very different than what you've released in the past. Mm -hmm. Like you can just see you just evolving and growing into this totally like epic artist. I'm so proud of you. But can you tell us what this song is about and Mm -hmm. what inspired it? Absolutely. So Ready is a song that was written at a time in my life that I felt very... I don't even think I could describe it at the time, but, but stuck in a way I I Mm. knew that I was burning myself out. Um, but at the same time I was doing everything that I was supposed to be doing. Like I was hustling, you know what I mean? Like I was writing twice a day. I was in sessions twice a day. I was playing shows. I was building my social media platform. I was still managing to like have a social life and manage those relationships. I was like trying to stay loyal and fight for like a relationship that was like at the time, like really going down the tubes. And, um, I felt like it was, it was just a difficult time and still going to the gym and like still, you know what I mean? Trying to do everything and trying to like have my hands in everything. Um, but at the same time, I, I felt like I was always, I was always like looking towards like what was next, like, you know, rather than being, fulfilled in the present moment. Cause I was like, Oh, I can, I can be, you know, I can get those things later. I can be like that later. It was kind of like, Oh, I'm, I'm a very naturally happy person. So like, I'm, I'm happy, but it's kind of like, I was, I felt like I was taking a back seat on like my mm. full happiness. Um, yeah. and I, and I was, didn't have time. <laughs> I just didn't have, I didn't have time because I was distracting myself on purpose. You know, it was yeah. like, I really was like distracting on my, myself on purpose. So I didn't have to like really look at like what shifts needed to be made. Sure. And, um, at the same time kept justifying to myself, oh, because I'm hustling, because I'm doing all the right things, you know, you know, there's nothing I'm not doing, I, there's nothing wrong here. Right. Like there's nothing wrong here. Like what else I'm would I be doing? The thing. You know, I'm doing the I thing. I'm doing the thing. This is what I should doing. be doing. Exactly. Um, but really I was just, you know, always in control. I was like, had my, you know what I mean? I I was able to maintain, I was just in this state of maintenance, I guess, like maintaining Mm. everything, but it was just kind of like this autopilot thing because I was afraid that if I were to make any sudden change in one area, let go in one area, whatever it was that everything else would come crumbling down. And I wasn't like able to face that at the time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I just wasn't, I wasn't letting myself. I was, I was blocking myself and I didn't realize that I was blocking my own self and my own freedom and, and possibility, um, really until somebody told me that I wasn't ready. 
when this was like, like a someone in the industry, somebody in the industry. Yeah. Oh. Um, somebody I highly respected oh. that I was working with. And I was like, what, what do you mean? Like I, I literally had done everything that he had told me that I needed to be doing. You're you working know, your I, ass off. I was working point. my butt off. <laughs> I was like, I was like having these mini successes that, you know, even these other artists weren't having that he, you know, was working with. And I was like, what, what do you, what do you mean? You know? And I, I, cause I knew I was like, I, I am ready. What do you, like? I knew I was ready, but I, what I didn't realize was that like, I wasn't necessarily like acting on it in the sense that like, like to my full possibility, my full potential, you know? Sure. And um, I was like, who are you to tell me I'm not ready? And so it kind of gave me this like fire, <laughs> I suppose, to not only prove him wrong, because I hate when people tell me what to do and tell me who I am. Like, that's just like a thing about my personality. Yeah. Um, but also really like prove it to myself because I, cause I knew I was, you know, it'd be one thing if I, if I really didn't feel prepared or whatever, but I, I was like, hold on one second. I've been doing this my whole life. Like we just talked about, I've been doing yeah. this my whole life and your this resume is, what, is like, boom. <laughs> I was like, this is what brings me so much joy. Like what, you know, what do you mean? And so I really had to sit there and kind of like revamp some things and be like, what is, what is keeping me stuck here? Well, it's myself. And two, what do I need to do about it? Um, you know, and I, and I kind of had to go within to figure that out. You know, I had to go within to figure that out and, and start listening to to my, my heart and my intuition, um, rather than second guessing 24 seven, because I was afraid of the outcome or, you know, what, you know, right. the outcome so, not being what I wanted it to be. Right. So what was that looking like? You had to kind of release the, the hustle in a sense, mm-hmm. or did you have to almost mm-hmm. just revamp what it looked like in a way? I think it was the revamping of what it looked like. I I needed to get some some balance in my life um, because I was burning myself out um, because I was trying to put the same amount of energy into every single area of my life. And, mm-hmm. and my career was still first and foremost, but it was still one of those things where I wasn't, I don't know. I just felt like I never had time for anything. And it was just like this, I, this idea in my head of like, I'm, I'm stuck. I, I can't, I can't make any decisions because then I can't, it was like a, also in like constant FOMO, by the way, like constant FOMO that like, if I, I would miss out on an opportunity, um, <laughs> you know, and, and so I really had to realize, you know, what is, what is not making me happy? I think that was like the first thing, (laughs) you know, what is, or, you know, what is not making me happy or like, what do I, what is missing maybe? And so for me, the first thing was, you know, I knew that I loved California. I knew that when I went home to visit, you know, my parents, my parents live here, um, that I never wanted to leave. (laughs) You know, sure. like I, I was excited to get, yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. But like, I would, I, and I would not that I like, didn't love like working in, in Nashville and I, and I love Nashville and I love my, my friends and I built the solid, solid foundation there. Sure. But I would, I would come home to visit and I would just get this like source of energy and it just felt so right. Like I just felt like the most like me, I felt free and I felt like I could 
breathe. Um, and, and so that, um, when I recognized that, and I, it was something that I'd recognized for a long time, but I, um, and I was going back and forth, but I wasn't spending as much time in LA. And so I was like, maybe this is the first move. And so at the time my lease was, it was about to be up anyways, the people that owned the house were about to sell the house. And I was like, you know what, maybe I should just go and spend some time there. And, and, and I don't need to tell anybody really, um, my closest friends, like people, you know, they, they'll, they'll know that I won't, that I won't be in Nashville at, or won't have like a home in Nashville anymore. But I knew I was going to keep going back and forth. And I think that mindset too, of like, I can just float. I can just, and I was like, wait, I actually can just float. Hold on. Like, I don't need to make this like permanent decision or look at it like that. Like this is the mm -hmm. end all be all. If I move to LA, I can never move back to Nashville or I can't leave LA if I, you know, right. I can't do both. And so really like, I was like, the, the possibilities here are limitless. And it was that kind of shift in perspective um, of like, let's just see what happens. But it was a choice that I really had to make to, to let go of what might happen if I did that. And there was a big fear there because it was kind of like, once again, this foundation that I built, is this going to slow my career down? And there was a, you know, there was a, a thought in my mind, like, yeah, well, me, it might, but at the same time, like, I won't know unless I go. <laughs> it's so true. And I, I struggled with a lot of this too. When I actually moved to California, it's so, mm -hmm. our stories are so parallel. Um, it's it's really funny, but I struggled with that too, because, you know, you build up a lot of momentum. You're in mm -hmm. the same place for a mm -hmm. while and you're, you're building, building, building. And then you're like, wait, I'm being pulled to a totally different vibe, yeah. totally different life. And I was very similar to you where it was yeah. like, I was grinding so hard that I wasn't listening to myself. Yes. And exactly. it was like, yeah, I was an artist and mm -hmm. I was putting out music and yeah, it was fine. It was good. Mm -hmm. People were buying it and listening to it, yep. but my soul was slowly dying. Yep. And so it was like, okay, I got to find that breath of fresh air. Got to mm -hmm. find that breath of fresh mm -hmm. air. Mm -hmm. Every time I went to California, same vibe, yep. you get there and then you're like, oh no. Yeah. Did I just shoot myself in the foot? Yeah. Like I built all this momentum, yeah. but what I'm really coming to learn is that like no decision's the wrong decision unless you allow it to be. Exactly. Exactly. Every like if you feel like if you made the wrong decision, instead of putting so much pressure on yourself right. to like, oh my God, I made the wrong decision. Instead of looking backwards, 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 right. Right. look forward and say, okay, well, if it's not working out the best way, how can mm -hmm. I make it better? How can I change? How can I shift? How can yeah, I adjust? Yeah, yeah. How can I work hard to just make this everything I want it to be? There's sure, a choice in that. Sure, sure. There, there absolutely is. And I think it's also this thing where, you know, we look at things like, well, what am I going to lose if I do this? Rather than like, no, what am I going to gain if I do this? What am I going to gain? And you can't like possibly receive if you haven't you know mastered letting go <laughs> like it's a, it's literally it's so impossible true. and I think also people usually relate letting go to like completely sitting back and like not inaction you know they they, right. they they relate it to inaction when I think it's quite the opposite I think when you are able to let go fall back trust that you know whatever is meant to happen is going to happen you're able to make decisions that are coming from a place 
of truth and authenticity uh-huh. and, and a place of, you know, or fearless decisions rather, um, because yeah, you, cause, cause you're like, oh, I'm fine. I'm okay with where I am, or, or I know that everything is going to be okay. It's going to work out how it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. So, you know what, like if I listen to my gut here, then whatever's to happen is supposed to happen. And I'm just going to trust that, <laughs> you know? Sure. I, I totally relate to that too. It's like, and just letting go. I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's something that comes right. with letting go that clears so much of your energy. Space. It gives you space. Exactly. Yeah. It gives so, you space. So when you clear all that stuff out, it's like a dirty attic. I refer to that term a right. lot. It's like, dirty attic you clear it out and there's space to put more things in there and right you know and new whatever. things new things so if you, things, if you can clear yeah. or let go you are open to so many more opportunities exactly. and you have a clear channel to hear mm-hmm. yourself hear that divine yes. guidance that was such a big one because I like I said like it was constant looking into like the future <laughs> and yeah. it wasn't like you know it wasn't about like right now. And I, it's, it's so ironic too, because I feel like when I was younger, I was, you know, better at making decisions and trusting my intuition, of course, before like the world gets to you, right. Before yeah. you start second guessing yourself. Um, and, and I was just, you know, so when I was younger, always just like doing things that made me feel good. I was, once again, like I said, like how I even started writing was just because I would take the time to just like sit there and write, or I would sit there and draw. And I realized that like for the longest time, like I wasn't like feeding that like inner child in like a healthy Mm. way. I wasn't, you know, I would barely even write alone anymore because I was like, oh my gosh, like I should be sending an email or I should be like planning my, my next co-write. You know what I mean? I wouldn't even give myself the time to do that. Um, I couldn't just chill. Like I could not just like be like at peace with the present and, and, you know, things would, and it's as much as I had FOMO at the same time, I feel like situations would pop up that, you know, whether it was, it could be, it could be as simple as a friend being like, Oh, let's, um, you know, let's, let's, let's plan a trip to New York. Like, you know, for example, you know, and I would be like really unable to like make that decision to go because I was like, well, if I do this, then I'm going to miss that on this and this and this and this rather than, okay, well, what about this? Like, what about this opportunity just came to you? Why are we not going? Everything else will work out, you know, around it. Like it's going to be okay. You You make it, you make it work. And, um, and, and so, yeah, I don't know. It, it comes down to just being, being able to make those decisions a lot more fearlessly, which comes mm. with letting go. Absolutely. I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. And, and trusting I, that you're ready, right. You know, trusting yourself, like that you're ready for whatever it is, because you're never fully ready. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, you're I never ready. You have to, to make yourself ready. <laughs> and like, we're it's a decision. Are, are we ever truly ready and who yeah. determines exactly what like the music industry yeah. is so interesting in that sense like who mm-hmm. determines what's good right. what's not good who's ready what's not right. like the well, only gauge we have to what sounds normal or good is the standard yeah. that we as a society 
yeah. created for it. And who's sure. to say if that's good or bad? And sure, there's a sure. lot of societal systems uh-huh. in this world that we've created and established yeah. that prove we have no idea what we we're doing no when idea. it comes to deciding well, normality exactly. of something. And that's, that's what like, I think, you know, made me so mad when that was said to me was because I was like, um, what does that even mean? I'm like, what is, what is ready necessarily even mean? Who are you to decide that for me? And especially when it comes to success in the industry, I mean, you're okay. If you wake up tomorrow and you're like a viral sensation or whatever, even if you've been working at it your whole life and all of a sudden you get the dream record deal and your song blows up and goes up the charts and you're playing arenas and blah, 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 blah. Like, that's so much like that is Mm -hmm. so much there it does not even matter like what you've done prior you don't even know until you're in that moment you can't possibly understand what that's going to be like so to sit there and be like am I ready is the dumbest thing I know (laughs) it's the dumbest thing and then you're just worrying about if you are you're second guessing yourself rather than just like flowing and doing what you're supposed to be or doing what feels good naturally to do for sure I feel like there's a yeah I feel like you know arts kind of become so judgmental in the way that we kind Mm -hmm. of like we forget that that everyone has something to bring to the table here and there's a readiness that I feel like is kind of our divine birthright in a way like absolutely expressed in our our uniqueness and nobody has the right to tell us if it if it's good or or enough or not No. And like like, you said, it's like, what does it mean to be ready? Well, if there was like this determination that this qualifies as being ready, then that's like doing something with an expected outcome of like, I've got to be here in order to do this, which is the complete back. It's, it's such a backwards mindset because we're always working. We're always growing. We're always developing, learning things. If you like just have like this one standard for like what it means to be ready then what's going to happen when you actually achieve that you're always going to be chasing the next thing you're going to be like where do I go from here rather than just being in this state of continuous continuous flow working constantly and that's kind of I was actually going to ask you that because is it hard for you to kind of maintain a balance of staying true to yourself in the music industry but then also trying to stay Mm -hmm. relevant in the trends and and following that the teetering, you teetered that yeah. line, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And how do you balance that? Yeah, I think you do you mean more so in regards to the actual music itself or uh-huh. social media or yeah, the music itself. All, all of it. All of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah all of it. I think um, so for me, musically speaking, if we're going to go there first, it's like, I, I feel like I do naturally write very just commercially pop melodies, right? Like yeah. just like melodically, I feel like I'm drawn to, to catchy, very, you know, catchy sort of things, but I love, like we talked about earlier, you know, a, quite a few different genres. And I also love music from, you know, the seventies, like the past. Right. And so right. for me, you know, I know that it's important to, to pay homage to that and also that sure. just that's what I grew up with so that comes out naturally in my music and it's also what I think gives my music a little 
bit of a different thing about it, you know? Yeah, and so for flair. me, yeah. I'm all about like combining the best of both worlds here. You know, people like I do want to be a, I am, you know, a commercial pop artist, but how can I bring Chloe into that? You know? Sure. Um, okay. Well, if that means having a real base on something, if that means, you know, what, whatever, having like a very vulnerable storyline, whatever it is, like sure. that combo, I think is what's going to make my music different than everybody else is just being like, okay, well, Billie Eilish did this and it worked. So let's do that. Cause that's once again, chasing an expected outcome. You're hoping you're going to have the same success as her rather than following your own path. Yeah. Um, and, and once again, it just, it, it matters what you want to be, you know, I guess like for me, I have always the goal, of course, if, if there's millions of fans at the end of the day, that would be that's great. A, that's a cherry on top of the cake, that's the right? Cherry on top. But um, I would do, you know, I've been doing this um, and, you know, just like you, when we started out like for free, I would do it. You know, I've been doing it like just when I'm, when I'm bored sitting at home was the first thing I do. I probably start sitting down and writing a song on my piano. So at sure. the end of the day, like I'm always doing it because it's something that I love and I'm doing it because it brings me joy. And if it brings me joy, then it definitely can bring other people's other people joy because that's going to be like omitted just in my energy. Totally. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So creating, expressing just creating, and, and so, and that's freely. authenticity, you know? So going yeah. back to what you said, you know, like, like, how do you balance both? Well, it's, it's very hard, but I think that you tend to draw more people and the, the people that like the right people, the people that are on your wavelength, if you, if you lead with, you know, authenticity. So it it goes both ways. Like it's only gonna, you're only gonna, you know, get the people that are supposed to be there (laughs) if you put out your true self. Um, so that's kind of what I've been doing and it's, it's not always easy. Um, you know, you make all this content that you have to make, um, in some ways, you know, there's there, there, it's true. It's, it's the music industry. There is a set quality in some ways for like certain things that you have to have, whether, you know, a music video, whatever, but then, you know, there's also this other content that you can go and have alongside it. That is a little bit more real. And it's, you never know what's gonna. <laughs> you never grab know, the and eyes. that's why it's fun just to like experiment. I mean, you spend all this money on getting equipment and yeah. doing this and that, and then Selena Gomez puts out mm-hmm. a, a music video that she filmed on the iPhone, and you're yeah. just like, "What?" Like, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. And once again, that inspires you. You know, totally. And mm-hmm. once again, it's like people are at the end of the day, the, the right eyeballs are going to end up seeing it. The, the more sure. that you continue to put out authentic content and it might not be at the pace you want it to be, you know, sure. but Hey, you know what, if it's, if it's coming from a place of truth and how can you sit there and be like, man, I wish I just posted a bikini selfie, you know, which sure. like, no hate there too. I love that. I do it too. <laughs> I like the combo. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It's tough. And, and gosh, I posted something yesterday. Um, it was just like a, a little bit about the song or like a, a story behind like how I kind of wrote it, whatever. And if I were to sit there and be like, 
oh my gosh why didn't this get thousands of likes like the selfie I posted the other day I would just be wasting so much mental energy energy. but you know what if there's one person that could see the little story that I posted and feel inspired then Mm. Class. You've done you know, your job. I've done You've my done job, job. And, and then that's okay. And I've, I've, I've found peace with that. If it's more than that, great. But it's For just, sure. once again, it's, it's perspective. It's, it's a decision. I could sit here and be like, oh my gosh, that's not enough, you know, eyes. Why am I even bothering? You know, right. like I could just shortcut this whole thing. I could just like throw my boobs up on the internet. And once again, <laughs> no hate either. Boobs always win. We boobs love always boobs. <laughs> Um, free the nip free the nip exactly <laughs> um <laughs> whatever your thing is if that's your thing then that's your thing um <laughs> but yeah I just I don't know for me I would so much rather have a career with like longevity that feels like me rather than try to find a shortcut and follow somebody else that's already done something that's worked um and maybe have overnight success but have totally. a shorter career or feel like, or wake up and be like, you know, w- wake up one day and be like, wait, hold on. This isn't me. I'm spending so much energy trying to do something that's not me. And then having to like really change everything then like that sounds yeah. like a nightmare. It's a nightmare. <laughs> so just stay on the path. Like, yeah, I mean, Lord. looking at you, hearing your music, hearing the song, <clears throat> seeing everything you've done and you've worked hard for uh, your resume, your talent, your drive, Courtney. You're you're so. more than ready, girlfriend. <laughs> you Thank are. You. You're more than ready. And I love this song because it feels like you're claiming your power, but it also yeah. feels like you're surrendering to mm-hmm. any outcome, anything that might present yeah. itself. Mm-hmm. So what's it like to be kind of completely in that power? Mm-hmm. but also totally out of it, out of control when it comes right? to the bigger picture. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's, oh, wow. That's such a great question. It's, um, I think it's something that took me like a bit to get used to. And I think, I think it's something that you always have to like check in with yourself about, you know, like, totally. cause there's definitely days and that's okay. There's days when you're going to feel those like triggers to, oh my gosh. to want to control something, um, or want to know the outcome of something or sit there in anxiety, um, about a situation. Yeah. And I think having like those, those mental check-ins with yourself being like, okay, is this, is this worth it? Can I change? Do I even like the, I can't change this right now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So why am I sitting here wasting my beautiful energy, you know, and totally in the way that I feel like I've been able to do that best is by doing at least like one thing a day that like, I know brings me joy. Like I know 100% brings me joy. And, and if I, Cause I think that's the first question what that people ask is like, well, like, how do I do that? How do I let go? You know what I mean? How do, how do I find myself? How do I find peace within? Well, the best way I can possibly tell you is to, to learn how to trust your intuition again. And that is by, it could be the smallest thing, you know, going on a walk. I know that like walks bring me so much happiness. I feel better after that. That's one of my things. So like making an intention and an action, once again, an action to do that. So every day, like to meet yourself. So like, if that makes me feel good, okay, I'm going to go on, on a walk that day. 
Um, if your thing is, oh my gosh, I don't know, calling that one friend, then do that. If it's um, making a freaking cake, um, <laughs> that yeah. brings you joy, you know, whatever it is, and you know that, the more you do that, you're spending time with yourself, you're listening to your intuition, it's going mm. to, um, you know, it's cyclical. So it's, it's going to totally. continue on, you're going to find these other things, you're going to be able to check in, be a lot more in tune with yourself. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so it's not so um, crazy going back and forth between those like that anxiety and then the letting go. <laughs> the anxiety. Oh my God. Go. I, I totally relate to this. Um, yeah. I, my song right direction on this mm-hmm. last EP that I did. Uh, and it's kind of like a song in the same, it's about that same self-discovery process that you're going through or that you went yeah. through. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a line always in it, going it, through, <laughs> always going through. Um, <laughs> and there's a line in there that I wrote and it says, I'm finally letting go. And honestly, I've never been more in control than I am right now. Yeah. And it's that same concept of surrendering and staying open to all the universe has to offer but remaining in the power and truth of who the universe created Mm -hmm. you to be. Exactly. And when you're in that divine knowing and you're in that alignment, you have a deeper clarity and understanding of who you are and what you're willing to take on, because there are going to be things that, you know, when you're in that power, you're like, well, I can't accept this or I can't accept that, you know? Sure. So yeah. And you're more in control of your own mindset in that. I think that's what it is. Like when you're able to, to let go, you're, you are more, more in control of your mindset is really what it comes down to. Um, because you're more at peace with yourself. Um, and then once again, I have more control over your life in the, in the sense of being open, like you said, and able to make decisions, um, that you normally might not have been able to make before. Absolutely. So what about now? Do you feel like you're ready now? What does your life look like? Ready, ready. I am ready. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be just like, yes, I'm a yes girl, you know, like just like yeah. going with the flow, doing things that once again, that bring me joy, things that um, are going to grow me, challenge me, um, always up for the challenge. Um, but yeah, I do feel like, I do feel like I'm ready. And me I feel like too, I'm in a girl. place ready. that's <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's you are go so ready. On. <laughs> because yeah, I think I've just, I've, I've been able to get to this place of security within or more security within, I suppose. Um, and realizing that everything that I truly need or, or want that like I have right now in this present moment mm-hmm. alone with myself and so if everything else had to fall away, like knowing that I'd be okay, um, I think has been really monumental. For sure. um, yeah, definitely. And, and yeah, once again, monumental because it's just, I'm able to receive whatever's yeah. going to happen, you know, that's like the most I, important it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's gonna be okay. Exactly. Like I'm either going to like, I'm going to either continue to level up or, you, you know, that that's what it is. Like, I feel like that's the only option at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause I'm, I'm For fine. Sure. It's like being like choosing the perspective of like, I'm fine right now. Like everything's okay. Then it's a lot easier to be like, okay, like I'm cool with whatever's going to happen because it's, it can only go up from here. Like it can, 
it can Absolutely. only go from here. Just yeah. keep doing exactly what you're yeah. doing. And everybody too, like everybody has, like it's, it's in everybody. Like we, I think that's the thing. Once again, like I was the only person like limiting myself. Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and isn't that the, the thing the whole time? It's like yeah, what everything you're filtering through yep. your trauma, through your conditioning, through your programmings, mm-hmm. everything, you know? Yep. So if you can kind of clean some of that stuff out and teach yep. yourself new mentalities and mm-hmm. um, new ways of kind of a- approaching life, like mm-hmm. you're the only thing holding yourself back. Someone exactly. said that to me one time and I was like, oh, I'm like yeah. a, for everything that I want in this life and everything I want to experience to mm-hmm. know to get to the end of my life and know that I was the one thing that got in the way of maybe experiencing that. Doesn't That's that just put a knife in your heart and that turn it like 90 times? I'm like, wow, think yeah. about that. And and if that's the case, and if that knife goes directly into your heart mm-hmm. and turns it 90 times, like it does for me, then yeah. how do you change that? Yeah. Like, yeah, look at yourself, go mm-hmm. deep and say, well, mm-hmm. then what are these things that I believe that are keeping yeah. me here? Yeah. nobody's doing this to me. Yeah. Nobody's doing no. this to me because I can put up the wall and say, no, you're not going to do this to me or no, sure. I'm not going to accept sure. this. Sure. But you have to put up the wall. Right. And you really stop caring to, I feel like what people think. And I don't mean like you don't want people to respect you. I, I don't mean that. Um, but I, I think in general, you stop taking things so personally and really caring about other people's yeah. <laughs> opinions. Um, when you're able to find that, that peace within, you know, I just, I feel like you are. And so you're, you're able to not hold yourself back anymore. It's like, it could be as simple as like, I feel like for the longest time, even with like performing, being, um, a little more timid as far as like letting loose goes. Um, I think I had this realization too, like, um, why am I, why, why, why am I doing that? Um, does it, if I look like a total, like ridiculous person on stage, like, why do I care? Like, like, like exactly. I, I should, like, I don't know, but, but it definitely, it took me like a little bit of a, of a journey to get comfortable with myself, um, to break to where down I don't walls. care. Like, yeah, my ego is shot. Um, let's just like, look like a fool. And if we do, that's fine because I'm having a good ass time. Like, exactly. You know, like, but it was definitely like a choice. It's definitely a choice and it's hard there's, once again. There's a thing in, uh, the untethered soul, the book that I love. Oh, I've heard about that. I need to check it out. Yeah. I talk about it way too much. Um, Mm -mm. but it's truly like one of my favorite books in this whole world by Michael Singer. Love that. Um, but he talks about, he's like, if you don't think that you have walls or things that like kind of are holding you back in life or, or whatever, just Mm -hmm. start walking towards your walls that you think that you don't have and start tapping on them. He's like, go to the store with no makeup on and in your Mm -hmm. pajamas one day. Yeah. And see how, and then, you know, like most people would be like, no, or like, mm-hmm. I mean, I do that every day. So yeah, um, that's not hard for me, but, <laughs> but do something that makes you uncomfortable where you're nice. shave your head or shave a, you know, one little clear spot yes. in the middle of your head and go walk outside. And like, there's mm-hmm. so many things that 
your thinking and thoughts going through your mind yeah. like that you just gotta let go of you, you know what i go. mean obviously yeah. don't go wild and crazy and hurt yourself or whatever there's no there's but you have reason, to but... live that's that's such a good point because that was the thing going back to like you know feeling stuck um at that point in time in nashville was because i was not I didn't, even though I was maintaining all of these things, I wasn't actually living. I wasn't, I didn't yeah. feel like I was experiencing life, which includes, by the way, these like ups and downs. It was almost like I was numb in having a hand in everything, you know? Sure. Um, and so when you experience letting go, obviously like certain things are going to fall away. You're going to have highs and lows, blah, blah, blah. But that's, what's like so amazing because you're getting all of this experience and you're you having these things happen. And I was like, I'm writing about shit that happened when I was 17. I'm not writing about anything new anymore. Right. What, why, <laughs> you know, right. I had to be like, literally like, why? Oh, because I'm not living. Um, and so when you're able to like, just like let go and start doing things, no matter what happens, whether it's good or bad at the end of the day, then at least, at least you're learning. It's the only way to grow. You can't you grow spend- otherwise if you're not if you're just like not experiencing, if you're not yeah, you, yourself you, experience, you spend so much time building these walls around yourself and creating this little comfortable place for you. Mm-hmm. And you stay there and you stay there and stay there. And you you realize like, God, there's so much of a bigger world out there. And just mm-hmm. like walk out that door from let you walls. happen. I think that's let like one of the happen. best things. Let, let you happen. Outside. Like, like, literally like, beautiful out, you know? Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> Chloe, I, I'm so honored that you took the time and I know that you are so busy and crazy with this release right now. Um, so thank you for doing this, Oh my gosh, but thank you. I always end this interview and I ask everyone, I say, what is something you want the world to know? So Chloe, what is something, if you could tell everyone, give them a little piece of advice, what would that be? Man, what is something I, I would say that you, everybody who is listening has limitless potential, <laughs> limitless potential. You are ready. You just have to decide that you are ready. Everything that you, everything that you need, everything that you want, you already have within. So literally turn inward and start and start living your life. You have what it takes, you know? Like we all we all do and there's nothing that we can't do. Like one of my other like slogans of life is that nothing is impossible and I truly believe that. You know, the energy that you radiate to the world will definitely be returned to you. you it might not be how you wanted, which is why it's so important once again to let go of like an expected outcome. You can expect success, but you can't expect expect what it's going to look like. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Love Freak Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe. You can also follow me on Instagram at the Love Freak underscore. Don't forget that's F-R-E-Q. Or to find out more information, you can go to www.thelovefreak.me. Look for a new episode every Tuesday.